Good morning to you, my brother. Good morning to you, my sister. How are you doing today? It's the first day of the work week. It is Monday. I am happy to be up this morning to give thanks and praise to the Most High. Because of Him, I am up and His mercies are new towards me every day. It's nothing that I have done nor I can do, for it is His grace why we are alive on the land of the living. So let us give Him a high note of praise today. Oh yes, and this morning I'm happy to bring good news to you that I'm launching Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Proclaim Gospel Podcast. And then coming next is Proclaim Gospel Radio Station. But because of the internet um, signal here, it's too weak to push the radio station. But I'm launching the podcasting um, segment of it. And this morning, rejoice with me as I give Yahweh a high note of praise and thank Him and give Him all the glory for Proclaim Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Oh yes, I'm happy to be up this morning and I'm happy to be here presenting to you a different segment of Morning Gem. It's basically Morning Gem, but with, with, with more, um, should I say, a bit more oomph. You know, it's a different spin. It's a different name. It's the rebirth of Morning Gem. And we'll get back to that after this. We're back with Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Yes, and this morning's uh, topic is Rich Man, Poor Man. Rich Man, Poor Man. Let us pray. Fathers, we take a look at your word. Help us, I pray, to grow spiritually strong, to grow in grace, and to take you at your word that you will provide for us. I pray, O oh Father in heaven, that as I look to your word, you would bring my thoughts together. You will beat back the forces of darkness. I glorify your name for allowing me to begin to upload these um, devotions, uh, podcasting, so that people can get them all over the world without any complications to filling up their phones with all of the, the storage. So, Father, I thank you this morning. I pray that you will continue to bless this ministry and bless those who are sharing the gospel. Touch hearts, change lives, and save souls, I pray. In your son's name with thanksgiving. Amen. Rich man, poor man. Let us look at um, the word 
perverse. That has something to do with this morning's um, gem. Perverse. It means turned away from what is right or good. Corrupt. Showing a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or unacceptable. Often in spite of the consequences. That is the meaning of the word perverse. Now why did I give that definition? Let's move on down to our first scripture, Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 6. It says, Better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Yes, so uh, a man who is poor and walks in his uprightness, a godly man, a God-fearing man, a man with principle and virtue, a man who, who, who is regarded as someone who is faultless in the eyes of many because of his faith and, and what he believes in, is much better than the person who is very rich and pompous and arrogant and may have everything at his disposal. That is my take. Now let us look at Matthew chapter 19 and verse 24. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. What this is saying is that, you know, those gates, uh, I have seen them here. We have a few of them. We have by the Altair Scatliff Primary School. Uh, We have by, I think it was by the New Recreation Ground. We have some of them all over the place where there's a big gate. But because of, 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 of the size of it, they put a little smaller gate in the end of it that you can walk through. Just one person can walk through. That is called the eye of the needle. That is called the eye of the needle. And it's not the eye or the needle that we, that we sew garments with. Get that clear? So it's easier for a camel to flat to go down on its stomach and crawl through that little space with its big hump and its long legs. It gets down and crawls. You know, like how we see some people with these songs limboing with fire around them and um and say, How low can you go? Well, the camel that's the lowest it can go on its guts, and it crawls through that gate with, with a lot of hardship. So it is easier for that camel to crawl through on its belly through that little gate than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Many many rich people don't want to give up their riches. They don't want to give to the poor because in order for a rich man to go to heaven, he's got to give to the poor. And not only just a little donation, but plenty money has got to give out to the church that the gospel may go all over the world and churches may be built and hospitals and schools. Yes, the rich man's money can be put to use, but many people don't want to give it up and they go to their graves rich and they wake up from their grave on the second, the second resurrection, which is the ones for the people who are selfish, who are covetous, who are greedy, who are not loving. That's the resurrection for them. So let's move on now. What men need most is not higher wages or larger profits. They need a change of heart and mind that will lead them to seek first Yahweh's kingdom and his righteousness in full confidence that the necessities of life will be added. So instead of we going about murmuring, complaining, and, and hustling, and being covetous, and, and envying what the Joneses have, 
and we don't know how they get it, we need to seek first Yahweh's kingdom and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto us. And even if we do not get the the bank account that we want uh, on earth, we know that the that the fullness of the God held bodily is in Yeshua Hamashiach and the riches of the heavenly kingdom is there stored up for the saints. So it doesn't bother me if I'm poor. It doesn't bother me at all. All right, so Luke 12 verse 15 says, let's look at Luke 12 verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. It doesn't matter what you have. Look at the rich millionaires, multi-millionaires, billionaires. They are not happy because they do not have Yahweh. They do not have the love of Yeshua in them. They do not have the spirit of the living Elohim, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Ghost in them. So they are empty and they kill themselves. They overdose, they slit their wrists, they jump off buildings, they drown themselves. They are not happy. So a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possess. Those material things. Are you listening to me? Let's look at it some more about the abundance of the things. Materialism is at the root of many of the world's major problems today. I have seen it today. I have lived to see it while as a law man, I have seen where people have been killed because of covetousness. People are robbed because of what they have. When you, the people break into people's homes and they kill them. This news are all over the world. Killing people for their, for what they have because they have nice clothes, nice shoes, and they have a nice car, a nice home. They are robbed and they are killed in their own homes for what they have. Wars are broken out because of what a country has. You look at the bigger nations. They go down into the other nations that they can overpower for their oil and their, their precious metals or their natural gas, whatever it is. And these things are because of covetousness. Am I talking truth to day now hear me now Uh, let me say that over again materialism is at the root of many of the world's major problems today it provides the basis for most political and economic philosophies and is thus responsible for most of the class and national conflicts that plague mankind. We have the high class, the middle class, and the low class. There's always a separation in the classes, and that is why the poor will always be poor, and the rich will always be rich, because the rich gets richer from the backs of the poor. Dissatisfaction with what we have creates the desire to secure money, to secure more by forcing others to give up all or part of what they have rather than by toiling honestly ourselves. That one is a hard one. Let me say that again. Dissatisfaction with what we have creates the desire to secure more by forcing others to give up all or part of what they have rather than by toiling honestly ourselves. So we con, not we, hey, 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 they con people out. The poor is conned out of what they have, the little. And and sometimes uh, there's so many high taxes, so many high interest rates in the banks, and sometimes the, 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 the homes are foreclosed, and, and somebody on the inside of the bank will call a friend and say, hey, 
today. John Jones can't pay the mortgage. He's on his last month before we take it and you can buy it. And when that person buys the house, the person on the inside gets some sort of commission. Wickedness that is happening. So it is saying here that dissatisfaction with what we have creates the desire to secure more by forcing others to give up all or part of what they have rather than by toiling honestly ourselves. Covetousness is the cause of many of the world's insoluble problems. Oh, covetousness, my goodness, that is in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not covet. So many people are killed and so many people go to their graves. Oh, because people have coveted what they have. Yahweh calls upon all who would love and serve him to view the material things of life in their true perspective and to subordinate these to things of eternal value in other words do not look at the things of the world look at the things of the kingdom of Yahweh and the things of the world would pale in comparison to what Yahweh has in store for us Paul said he counted all these things as dung filled feces that he may gain the mastery let me tell you something Contrary to the, to the opinion, contrary to the opinion held by most people, more things do not necessarily mean more happiness. Everybody, not everybody, many people out there toiling with four jobs, five jobs, don't get any sleep. As they finish one job, they go to the next. They do double shifts just to get more and they're still not happy. They're empty within. So happiness depends not on things, but on the state of one's mind and heart. If you have Yahweh within you, if you have the love of the Most High in you and you know who Yeshua is and what he has done for you, you will be more happier than the man with billions or millions or hundreds of thousands. Would you say amen for that? A man's life, the word life is sometimes taken in the sense of happiness or felicity and some have supposed this to be the meaning here. And that Yeshua meant to say that a man's comfort does not depend on affluence. That is on more than is necessary for his daily wants. But this meaning does not suit the parable following, which is designed to show that property will not lengthen out a man's life and therefore is not too ardently to be sought. And is of little value. The word life therefore is to be taken literally. What a man has does not lengthen his life. Steve Jobs had billions and what he had did not lengthen his life. Look at all the celebrities. They have multi-millions, tens of millions, but they are dead. They have died from sickness or disease. Am I talking truth here? So it's not what you have on the outside, it is what you have on the inside. And it says, consistent not, rather dependent, not on his possession. His possession will not prolong it. Your possession, my possession cannot prolong our lives. You can drive a Mercedes Benz, the latest one, a 2030 Mercedes Benz. It doesn't mean nothing. You can have the biggest mansion. It doesn't mean nothing. You can have the fattest bank account. It doesn't mean nothing. You will still die. They will still die. And it is not what you have, but how you go down and how you go down is how you're going to come up. Am I talking truth here? 
So your life and my life cannot be prolonged by our possession materially. Remember when Irma came, she destroyed and devastated Tortola? Money at one point could not have could not be used because the stores were closed. You couldn't buy gas, you couldn't buy water, you couldn't buy anything. There was no electricity. Yes, some people had generator, but look at the, the masses. Look at what happened and how many people had money in their homes. The passage then means, be not anxious about obtaining wealth, for however much you may obtain, it will not prolong your life. That depends on the will of Yahweh, and it requires something else besides wealth to make us ready to meet Him. It, it requires a relationship, a relationship with Yahweh. Seek ye first the kingdom of Yahweh and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added on to you and that is why proverbs said again let me read it over better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways though he be rich and i say again unto you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of Yahweh. okay so this is the scripture today to us rich man poor man which are you? Which would you rather be? Yes, there are rich people who are going to make it into the kingdom of heaven. But Yeshua does not lie. Yeshua was not mistaken. He said it is easier for a camel to crawl upon its stomach, to wriggle and to be pushed and to be pulled through the eye of a needle, that little gate within a bigger gate, than for a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. And remember the story of the young rich ruler who came to Yeshua and told Yeshua, I have kept the commandments from a child up. And he said, okay, you have said well, but go and give what you have to the poor. And he walked away sad. So come on, the scripture can be trusted today. And I believe in the scripture today. Oh, Father, today I praise your name. And I thank you for your grace. And I thank you for your mercy. You are worthy to be praised. And your word is truth. And I love your word, Father, for in it, I know that when I search these scriptures, I have eternal life. This morning, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the assurance, O oh Father in heaven, that, that what we have, what possession that we have, is not what going to make us right with you. No, but it is who we know. And when we know you, Father in heaven, when we know you, we have all. You said to take heed and beware of covetousness. Many people are coveting their neighbor's goods. Many people are coveting their neighbor's 50, 60, 70 inch television. Or the latest plasma television. Many people are coveting the neighbor's car. Whatever they have. Coveting their neighbor's goods and riches. Jobs. You said, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. But it, 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 it all consists of knowing you, serving you, obeying you, walking humbly before you, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, obeying your commandments, faith, trust in you, Father in heaven. Oh, this morning I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your, for your word. For materialism is at the root of many of the world's major problems today. 
murder rate in so many of the bigger countries is mind-boggling that man's heart is so evil and desperately wicked who can know it because of covetousness wars are fought because of covetousness but father i pray today that as we look to you as we look to you father the source of all our strength and our riches that you will help us to seek you first and your kingdom and everything else will be added unto us forgive us where we have fallen short help us i pray to keep our eyes fixed upon you and not on the goods of the world is my prayer in your son's name with thanksgiving amen What a word to us today, rich man, poor man. Father in heaven, I pray that as we go throughout today, you will go before us. The grace of our Savior and Master Yeshua Hamashiach be with you until tomorrow when we take another look at the word. Have a wonderful day.